Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be talking to some of the incredible artisans behind the show Hacks. We are joined today by production designer Alec Contestable, costume designer Kathleen. Felix Hager, cinematographer Adam Brecker, editor Jessica Brunetto, hairstylist Jennifer Bell, and sound mixer John W. Cook II. And Alec, starting with you, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the sets and, and your approach for the season, because obviously the show is going out on the road, and I believe there were upwards of 130 different locations in the entire season, which is a huge undertaking. And it was a mix of on-location sites and studios, spaces that you were building out, and so I was just really interested when you're starting to work with that many locations and particularly because you're trying to represent so many different physical locations of, of where this tour is going, um, what your kind of initial approach and like breakdown of figuring out what the unique identity of every single one of those was going to look like. No, that was a very important and unique you know, aspect of the season. Uh, season one took place pretty much all in Vegas and the season two really threw all of that out. We're on a road trip. Um, we had really no permanent set. Our most permanent set was the interior of the tour bus, but we really shot that for four days um, over like two weeks. So it was just kind of speckled in and really didn't help us in the traditional sense of, you know, you have an apartment or a house or an office that you're in every single episode. We really had a new show to do in every single episode, more or less. Uh, and yes, we had almost 130 different sets and locations. Uh, some of these we built, some we didn't. And it was really interesting, like, why we would choose to build versus, you know, find that location. Um, and we did really, like, we did big sets that, like, the uh, um, the Crystal Shop, which was a, a bit of an undertaking for a scene that lasted about a minute and a half uh, and shot over half a day. We built, you know, a full-on Crystal Shop with thousands and thousands of crystals. We had a backing. Um, you know, we had to have a stunt in there uh, where we threw crystals. We kind of shoot that at a real, real store. Uh, but it was, you know, like all of this work and weeks and weeks of planning and design go into a, to a one minute scene, or we do little bathroom sets that are just like, you know, a three walled corner shot when the boy looks at Ava, Ava in the uh, bathroom, uh, which we shoot over a few hours. Uh, and then on the other half, of, other side of that is, you know, where do we find locations that are going to fit kind of these unique identities of America? Uh, and one of the big design challenges we had this season was to really, you know, make it feel like we're in Sedona, but we're shooting this, you know, off the Pear Blossom Highway, or, you know, we're on the East Coast, we're in Memphis, but we have to shoot this in downtown Hollywood uh, because we have to find the Memphis, you know, parking lot linked up with a theater, linked up with, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what these other, you know, locations we had to, you know, match up with. Our, our, our location manager, Kyle Sucre, did an amazing job. Uh, he was on season one, and I got to work with him on a show called Black Monday a few years ago. Uh, so we, have a, we had a great relationship, and really, uh, you know, he, he was very much part of that, that creative team there. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a broad, broad array of the, the, the challenges we had. Uh, yeah. 
No, those, those details are so great. Um, and Kathleen, coming over to you and talking about the costumes, I wanted to talk a little bit about Deborah's arc this season and kind of how that related to a lot of the costume design because so much of it is her reworking the identity of her show and of her comedy and finding a different voice and tone to that. Um, and so I was interested how you went into the season approaching that narrative arc that she's going on as a character and how that influenced some of the specific choices and looks because even you know her going onto a cruise ship looks very different to her spending time in her home a lot of time off stage in season one yeah I mean the whole season was super fun for me because because they went on the road and uh there was a lot of discussion about what Deborah's look would be when she's in these little comedy clubs and I still wanted to keep aspects of her Vegas sort of bling but just very subtle um and so we sort of came up with this uniform of her being in like black pants and a black tank. And then she would just have this array of blazers that she would pop on. Cause particularly cause the way we shot block shooting and shooting so many different episodes at the same time. And all those little pops of the comedy club, we often shot them like over one day. So it just made it so much easier time-wise to have a sort of a quicker change for her. And then, then there would be a, maybe a subtle hair change that Jen would do. Um, and then also speaking to Alex's point of um, sort of trying to define a place, uh, I we spent a lot of time on the background artists to try to give the feel of the different cities we were in, the different environments, like especially at like you know the state fair. That was a that was a different look for Deborah Vance because you know she had like denim and uh, I don't know if you ever saw them on camera, but she like electric blue cowboy boots. And so we <laughs> speak to like the tone of the city that we were in um, and also helping to tell, help to tell the story of the place where we were. And then Adam coming over to you in terms of cinematography, you know, what's so striking about the cinematography and the directing of the show is that it's so cinematic. And even when we go back to that very first opening shot at the beginning of season one, it sounds like so many of the specific details were like interlaced and that the idea of that being a one shot was in the script from the beginning. And so when you first came on board the show for season one, how did that really influence a lot of the language that you've wanted to bring forward as a cinematographer on the show, just with that being the initial kind of way that we were all carried into the series and knowing that it was going to be this very cinematic approach to the show. Yeah, I mean, this, the scripts for season one, especially that first pilot script, those opening pages, they're like, they're incredible and they're they're so visual. And, and Paul, Jen, and Lucia just do a wonderful job, you know, writing these scripts, but sort of interlacing them um, with visual storytelling throughout. So I think like, um, they're a thrill, thrill to read and sort of they lay the cookie crumbs of, of the visuals there uh, for you, um, which is which is wonderful. And I think, you know, we were, um, you know, all of us here were excited about the opportunity to um, use our craft to sort of support the storytelling. And um, these scripts just give us a great opportunity for that. That's really great. And Jessica, in terms of editing, I wanted to talk about improv on the show alongside the role of editing, because 
there are moments where they're filming scenes and they'll try different alts and, you know, allow the cast to kind of ad lib a little bit. And it sounds like in particular, like Jimmy and Kayla is a space where those two characters get to kind of explore and, and have some really great moments of that. But obviously then it's not just a case of, is this funny? Does this, you know, is this an enjoyable scene to watch between two characters that are doing this? But it's also, does it fit structurally? Does it fit narratively? Is there even time for this? If we're going to add this, then maybe we have to take something away. And so I was really interested in how you approach when there are those moments, you know, particularly taking the idea of like Jimmy and Kayla, for example, um, where you kind of go, okay, this is worth adding some extra time. And this really fits into the structure of a scene versus moments where however much you'd love to include it, it just kind of can't pigeonhole into it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, it's definitely part of the fun of my job is that I get to explore all this footage and particularly all this like funny behind the scenes stuff that not many people get to see. Um, so, and I really want to elevate and highlight not only the script, but the performances, right? I mean, we have such a talented group of writers and actors and like, why not let them shine within the boundaries of, you know, staying true to what um, their character, who their characters are and what the story is we're trying to tell. Um, I would say like one, you know, setting up that um, in the premiere episode of season two, the HR scene, the first HR scene, I mean, there was so much footage and there was so much great footage but we kept having to remind ourselves, like, does this feel real still, even within the ridiculousness of like the characters acting out, like they are still in a professional environment. They are still in a, in a HR meeting. So like, if there was anything that like crossed that line, that was too big or too broad, we definitely pulled back on. So it's always about finding the sweet spot um, and like finding stuff and moments where you get to let the actors be a little bigger, but it, it like helps, it helps the overall like punch of the scene and the story again. And like, it, it is a little bit of freedom then to like some of those scenes will restructure the bites a little bit, depending on the improv or will you know, we'll really dig for like the best looks and like physical reactions, um, you know, where, where at the outset, you could say, this is a really simple scene. It's, um, you know, one person at a desk and two people across from them, but there's so much subtlety happening um, that those scenes actually sometimes take uh, way longer to construct in the edit room than some of like the bigger blocking scenes and whatnot. So, um, but it's a, it's a joy, honestly, to try stuff, even if like you go down the wrong path, it's still like, it's so enjoyable. Like, I'm so lucky to do what I do. That's so great. And, and Jennifer, in, in terms of, of hair on the show and, and talking about working with Jean Smart and, and Deborah's look, um, you know, it's, I love that there's kind of like the stage look and then there's the offstage look, but there's still a lot of crossover. There's still a lot of formality to her as a character and the way that she dresses and the way that she presents herself to the world, even when she's off stage. But then there are those moments where we get to see her stripped down a little bit more. Um, and so how do you kind of approach those different layers of, okay, this is stage Deborah, this is Deborah off stage, but still kind of in the public eye. And then these are what the private moments are going to look like so that we have these kind of different looks and feels for her. Well, it's, it kind of is a fluid thing. 
It's, you know, it happens sometimes at the last minute. Um, we have, you know, the block shooting limits, uh, limits me as far as, you know, how many different looks I can have, but, um, it just, uh, it's about looking ahead at the script and talking to Jean and figuring out and Kathleen and figuring out like what, you know, what, what the mood is for and um you know she usually keeps her updo like we decided to keep the updo for all of the the um the looks that she was doing out in the clubs to keep continuity there and then you know we'd change it up and sometimes it got very confusing and <laughs> you know so you know and sometimes like we'd may I'd, I'd be like well maybe she should have had her hair down there and then we you know you just kind of have to go with the flow so, um, yeah, it is, it, it's a challenge, but, you know, the scripts are amazing and a joy to read and a joy, you know, working with Kathleen has just been amazing and Jean too. She's so fun and loves to experiment. And so it's, it's pretty much a dream job. Amazing. I love hearing that. And, and John, in, in talking about a lot of your role in, in terms of sound, you know, one of the things is, is watching Deborah go on this journey of, of kind of finding a new connection through her comedy and through the stories that she's telling on stage and a huge part of how we kind of feel that connectivity and that the moments where something's really working or the moments where something just isn't quite connecting in the room is through the sound, uh, you know, and the, the sounds that we're getting from the audience alongside her performance. And so I was interested in some of the intricacies that came into play, particularly this season because there's so many snippets of that and it's it's just these very short moments of sometimes seeing one line of dialogue of delivery on stage getting a sense of kind of the sound of the audience and kind of how they're feeling in the room and that's telling us so much about Deborah and where this journey is going for her yeah it's it's really fun to shape those crowd reactions uh, let me first say it's great to meet all of you there's so you know I when when the show comes to me I'm just like putting this icing on on the cake that you guys have created, and it's 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 such a pleasure to 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 meet some of you. I know there's you know hundreds or or you know there's so many people to to thank, but it's 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 great to meet y'all. Um, yeah, the the crowd shaping is something I I love to do. Um, you know, traditionally a lot of times you have. Um, cut crowds where like in, in sound there's there are uh, there's two mixers mixing side by side besides you know after the production mixer gets through uh mixing all the sound on the set and he's jim lakin had his own challenges um with block shooting and uh so many different locations um you know me when it comes to me you know there's a lot of cleanup and a lot of uh stuff that i need to do dialogue wise to make the show sound consistent across all these different locations and try to make it sound good. But the crowd stuff is, is always a lot of fun for me because um, in post-production, there's an effects mixer that I work side by side with Ben Wilkins and he has the cut crowds where uh, an effects editor will cut um, crowd reactions basically. And then on my side, I have something called loop group, which is where a group of actors look at Jessica's final cut in a studio um, and they see what the background artists are doing on screen and they create sort of scripts for themselves and they record all that 
good stuff individually. So I have that on my console. And then we have good production effects as well that Jim Lakin has recorded on set. Um, and I think they made an effort to really get the crowds because a lot, I mean, there was a lot of uh, background actors on some of those sets. And I think they actually rolled sound on some of that stuff just to get that the good authentic stuff. And so I put all that stuff together and try to track with, you know, Jessica's help and with um, obviously Jen, Paul and Lucia's um, guidance. We really try to track what Deborah Vance is, is are killing and which are bombing and every single thing in between. And in, in the, uh, in the show that we got the nomination for the, uh, the cruise ship uh, show, it's a wonderful journey from killing at first to being completely bombing at the end. So we get to kind of do everything in between. I love that, you know, and, and so many of you were bringing up um, block shooting on the show and essentially filming scenes and, and working on scenes across multiple episodes at the same time. And, you know, one of one of the gifts is is having Lucia and Paul directing every episode, I think, except the finale this season. Um, and I was interested in in some of the ways that block shooting for all of you can be a really beneficial thing because you are kind of getting this idea of the overall arc and structure across a few episodes at a time, but also some of the challenges that come with that, you know, you're going into so many locations there's so many different looks and you're juggling so many more balls by working on multiple episodes at the same time so I was just interested if any of you have any anything to kind of share in regards to some of the challenges but some of the benefits of that um I found it very challenging <laughs> um, I think when we I mean I'm sure all departments found it very challenging we started off I think we were doing one episodes one through four right I think we were doing bits and pieces of one through four so I had to um put together costumes, at least for our principals, for all those episodes. And sometimes without seeing Alex's sets, you know, and that was difficult. And sometimes it would just be up to like the miracle of the gods that, you know, it all worked out, you know, some really, sometimes I'd go to set and I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know how that happened, but it, it seemed to work. And um, I think it was very challenging, you know, for us at the beginning and I mean, I think I had, I mean, an ungodly amount of costumes at the beginning of the season to start with. Um, but, um, and then to add, you know, on top of that, then have all the guest stars added in. Um, but, you know, I mean, the thing about working with all these people is that uh, it's very challenging, but also I feel like we, we all like have each other's backs I feel like I can go to Adam or or Alec or Jen like we can all like help each other and like if there's something that comes up it's like you know it's, instead of panicking you can kind of you know walk your way through it and kind of figure out a solution to something if there's a problem so I appreciate that yeah I can jump in and, and apologize I guess Kathleen <laughs> uh, I know Kyle and I we're, we're just trying to find as many locations as we could with everything we looked at. Um, it was one example is like when you shoot downtown, that's always expensive just because there's there's no parking and the locations are expensive. But we knew we really, really wanted to shoot the Alexandria Hotel for the um, the uh, Sotheby's auction uh, scene. But we had to like, because that scene, what Adam, I know we shot Sotheby's and then we did two restaurants that day. Was there, was there anything else or was it just that? Because... 
I feel that. Nice. Not. <laughs> I, I just remember on that day, like, okay, we have this one fall room. What else can we shoot in here? And we scouted the entire Alexandria. Then we went across the street to like, we know there's one restaurant across the street. And then on our scout, we realized, oh wait, the side, you know, the out, there's an outdoor dining area now because of COVID. So we can use that for like a second restaurant. Um, and for some reason, I feel that there was like a, a fourth thing that we shot that day too. I just can't remember. Uh, I yeah, it's all, it's all a blur. It's all a blur because it was just every day was like, all right, we're doing three different scenes in three different parts of the country, uh, and half the time it's day and night or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, it's sort of like you know, obviously it's like the nature of the beast, and um, I don't know. I sort of I sort of like that, like putting the pieces of the puzzle together from a scheduling perspective and finding these locations and weighing the pros and cons of what worked best together creatively. I think like Alec, you and Kyle did just a wonderful job um, tackling that throughout the season and. Um, it's great. Yeah, it was it was it was a fun challenge because I know every location. Like I, I know I was I was going through like closets, just like what's behind this door? What could what could we shoot here? Uh, and then we found on found the what the storage room where where Ava gets her dad's ashes from. Uh, um, what's his name? The, 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 the right. guy who works at all that. I forgot the character's name. Uh, but like that was at the the Long Beach Performing Arts Center in like a storage closet that we completely emptied and filled with a bunch of stuff. Uh, it was like, oh, we can shoot that here now. This is great. Uh, lots of that kind of stuff just throughout the whole season. Yeah, I kind of go back to like, I, I really tried to protect my initial reads of, of the script. I get mostly for like selfish reading, selfish purposes, because like the scripts are, are so good and, and like fun to read. But I think like if you... I find personally, like if I really take the time to like do a, a ton of just like purely creative prep during that that period and like track a through line as to like what I want the visuals to be for this episode, like whenever things get you know messed up and the schedule's all over the place and we're jumping you know all over all over the map, um, you sort of have like a, a a north star, which is these initial creative thoughts you have on the script. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning too when I was cutting the pilot. There were also, there were shooting episodes one through three. So I don't know if some of you remember that, but that was so informative in the edit room. I was cutting one and three at the same time while another editor was working on two and we would be watching each other's scenes because we we're still trying to figure out so much about like dialing in the tone of the show or what music are you, are you using? And that that's working and like all these different things or what coverage are people is are people gravitating towards the most? I mean, I find that this show um, lives in medium shots a lot more than than close-ups, for example, to really uh, be able to feel the environments, feel the costumes, and everything really comes alive. So that was a really interesting process for me. Um, you know, some pilots are totally isolated and you're not making the other episodes. So um, I think overall it worked out really good. But then another challenge was uh, our Las Vegas unit was at the very end, right? So we're building this show about Las Vegas and like there's not a lot of Las Vegas on the screen just yet. So I think that like um, creatively we all like did our best to like bridge the gaps between like what footage we know was coming. Um, and I think we also try not to um, 
I would say we try sometimes not to watch the episodes front to back too much too soon when we know other pieces are coming so we can have fresh eyes to, to feel it, to see if something needs adjustments or reordering and whatnot. And, you know, also kind of talking about you know, you're bringing up there some of the consistencies of the visual language. And again, you know, kind of going back to the fact that that Paul and Lucia are show running alongside Jen, but also directing on the show. And, um, you know, I was interested in how that's a huge benefit for all of you as well in the work that you're doing, because it's things like, okay, they know and understand the reason for different character looks. Um, they're going to have certain ideas about how the visual language and where the camera should be you know there's certain things in the footage I imagine that that feel very kind of like at home and consistent um and so kind of with uh, with the second season of the show and, and with their hands kind of touching directorially what are some of the benefits and ways that that's really helped a lot of you and and your departments I can say like the block shooting for hair is challenging because you you know it it, it was like doing theater because it was quick changes and you had to think ahead. And I'm with Kathleen, it's like sometimes we'd show up on set and go, how, how did that happen? You know, um, so, I mean, it was scary, but it was fun in that, you know, high adrenaline kind of thing. And, but the good thing is, is that Paul and Lucia, all, they all, and Jen, they always have an answer. If you go and sit, you know, like, you know, you're confused or you don't really know this, the arc of the story right at that point, you know, they could always give you an answer. So that was very helpful, you know, and working closely with Kathleen and, you know, but it, it for, for me, it's very, it's limiting the block shooting, but I just keep asking for more wigs and they keep saying yes. So <laughs> <laughs> As long as I can think ahead, you know, and get the wigs ready ahead of time, we can change them, you know? So that's, that's worked out great. And I mean, Jean, loves, Jean loves her changes, so. <laughs> I think, you know, working with Jen and Paul and Lucio, I had, I had not worked with them before. So season one was the first time I had worked with them. And, you know, there's always a learning curve when you're working with new people. But I feel like we worked out the kinks in season one. So season two, I was I understood. I think we understood each other and I understood the story they were telling or wanted to tell visually. Um, so by season two, I think our language was easy, you know, and um, the it just made working together uh, just you know, they have such a clear vision, I think, for the story they want to tell. So I think that I just approached my job is just to help them visually, you know, my costumes are a layer in telling the story. So I feel like they, um, if there's ever a question I have or um, a decision that needs to be made, they're super accessible and very, you know, they have a very clear vision. So that's helpful to me, you know you know, sometimes they let me run with something that they're like, we don't really understand this character. So run with it. But like other characters, they're very specific on and they have a very specific vision. So my job is to, you know, interpret that for them. And I think by season two, the language and the communication was much better. You know, we, we understood each other. So that was, that was the process of season two for me, actually. <laughs> Same, same on the mixed stage. It was, uh, it was, it, it, 
not that the decision making or the process was any quicker, but, but um, you know, everyone working with someone new for the first time, I'm sure in all of your crafts and certainly with mine in mixing, um, you work with someone for the first time, it, it takes a little little time for them to, to start to trust. And, and it was great kicking off season two where, you know, we're going to, we're going to jump in. We got a ton of work to do. We're, it's going to take a little while to get where we need to, but we know that, that you'll get there, which is, it's a nice, it's a nice part of the job. I've always liked that. Um, oh, so sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say that I, I just echoing off of what others have said, I think like the fact that, um, you know, Paul, Jen, and Lucia have such a strong and, and clear vision. It's, it's, at the same time, I think they give, speaking for myself, like they, they give you a lot of um, creative freedom and, and, and um, the opportunity to sort of uh, explore uh, different avenues. But I always come back to the fact that their vision is so clear that that gives me the confidence, I think, um, just knowing sort of that they have my back creatively, that they're, um, you can take risks and um, uh, explore a, a different direction. Um, but they're always gonna they're always gonna sort of be there to sort of guide you on the on the right path, which which I don't know. I find it I, I find it very freeing. Yeah. I like the energy and momentum it also builds because there are three of them. And sometimes I don't always get to work with all three of them at once. You know, sometimes it'll be individual sessions or two of the three of them. And I I, I really just feel like we get to explore what the best version of each episode is that way. Um, and there's like less of like a mental fatigue because we're we're almost trying to always like one up each other of <laughs> like can we make this cut even better you know in this next session so um and yeah it's really helpful uh, everything that everyone has said like that they like do agree and that there is even though there's three of them it does feel like a singular vision which is really you know kudos to them as creative partners I really, really love that and appreciate you all sharing these details from the second season and working on the show so much. Congratulations on everything season two and all the incredibly well-deserved Emmy nominations for the show right now. And thank you so much to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.